gonna send an NFT to space. That was like his one thing. He was like, so I'm gonna send an NFT to I'm like what? What do you mean you're gonna send an NFT to space? How do you get money if you do that? <laughs> like literally, these were things he were was telling me, and I was just like, okay. Well, I started recording, so we might as well say, welcome everybody. Project Runway season 19, episode seven, and silent podcast coverage of that season and this episode. Guys, I am joined today by two incredible women who know exactly what NFTs are and are going to send them to space. Uh, first up, I have Gia. Gia, hello. How are you? I am doing well. Currently Googling what an NFT is. I'm sorry. I can't, can't live up to that standard. Uh, but this was a lot. This episode was a lot. And I have so many thoughts and I can't wait to get into it with both of you. But yeah, this was this was a rough week to uh, be an Aaron stand. So this was yeah, a lot going on here. Yeah, I have to say I do think Aaron Michaels has uh, cryptocurrency energy. Uh, Nicole is also with us today on the pod. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing good. It's very chilly in New York City. I wish I could wrap myself in a um, quilted fur coat that weighs 40 pounds. I'm sure that would definitely keep me warm in this weather. Weighted blanket bitches are clamoring for it. Um, This is quite the episode all about making garments with fake fur. Fake fur. Um, And what a trip it is to get to this point. Uh, So... I, I want to know from you, do you think that fake fur is like something to you that is fashionable? Like when you see a fake fur, anything, are you like, wow, that's in or out? What, what's your, I, I just got to know what you guys think about fake fur. Cause we're not talking about real fur and I'm not wearing real fur. Uh, I mean, I am not a, a fur person, fake or otherwise. It's just not something that is like my first choice for something to wear no offense to, you know, no offense to those that are fond of it. No offense to Corella. I'm sure she's pressed right now. And I don't know, like sometimes, you know, you see like fur coats or like fur fringe, faux fur, of course, I would not want to wear a real fur, but like, or like the fur fringe on different jackets or something, then, you know, it's, there's some intrigue there. I don't know if I'd want to wear a full a full outfit that is based on this concept of faux fur, but some of these designs came out very well. I mean, I definitely could not afford real fur. I mean, I definitely do not ethically support real fur, but I was not someone growing up around a grandmother who could afford minks and stuff. So it's not like I ever had to be hiding from people throwing paint on the street. But fake fur, I guess, I think it comes and goes with the trendiness. I think we saw some of the designers this week straight up use animal print fur. And that was really on the nose. I feel like fur can be interpreted in many different ways that are not just um, actually wearing like leopard skin on my back. I feel like that's a little too, yeah, like I said, on the nose. I think that's a little too. Maybe we'll this is, like be, be creative. Yeah, maybe this is the year that I become like uh, like a fur muff kind of person. I just have a little like what oh I've always God. seen like fancy women wearing, or they just cover their little hands with a, a tube of fake fur. Uh, maybe that's me for twenty twenty two. 
Uh, well, it's like a fancy colonial person. So How would cute. I tweet? That's although I used to be able to text without looking at my phone when I was like in high school and I had a flip phone, so maybe I could still do that now. Um, also, in your I, mouth. <laughs> You know how like there's a John Mulaney joke about how he thought quicksand was going to be a real problem as an adult. For me, I thought that people getting red paint thrown on them wearing fur was going to be much more of a problem than it ends up being as an adult. I don't know why. I heard myths of it happening, but I've never had a family member or a friend who wore real fur. So I've never been in that situation. <laughs> so it is still like in the realm of possibility, not a reality for someone like me. That's like a millionaire problem and I have thousandaire problems. <laughs> yeah, I have a hundred air problems. So <laughs> definitely not, definitely not worried about fur in my future. Oh, but well, being fur, the designers are bringing it back. So we'll see. It's back in style, fur coats, groundbreaking. Uh, well, the challenge this week is to create avant-garde looks from plant-based recyclable faux fur by Serona. Um, and they are working in teams of two uh, to create these beautiful avant-garde fur looks. And immediately it's very evident that fur is an absolute nightmare to work with. And I've never seen a challenge on a TV show that is more nightmarish to me than when I saw all the tufts of fur flying around it does yeah, yeah. seem like something terrible to work with in terms of a challenge where you only have a handful of hours to construct something, let alone an avant-garde piece. Um, so I do understand the idea that they're going to be doing in teams of two and that they would only really be doing this avant-garde challenge or only doing the faux fur challenge with an avant-garde uh, design. So, I mean, I'm not mad at the challenge itself, but the faux fur part seems particularly aggravating. There are so many limitations with this challenge. I'm sure a bunch of these designers were really raring to go for this avant-garde challenge. And then they said, avant-garde, but you got to work with somebody and you have to use fur and you have to, yeah, it's just, there's so much limitations around this challenge that I would have been kind of pissed, like... And also, it's a two-day challenge, but we'll speak about how it got quickly shifted to one day. How avant-garde can you go in one day? And you probably have fur going everywhere around the workroom. It's probably on your clothes after. They probably had to, like, get a lint roller sponsor to compensate for how much fur was probably everywhere. Not good. Yeah. Not fun. So we'll, we'll get to it in just a second, but I definitely want to ask you guys about that. Um, so the pairs are... We have Zayden and Coral, Bones and Aaron, Chastity and Prajay. We have Christina who gets to pick her partner in Chantal. And then we have Octavio and Anna. And guys, the button bag is back. I prayed for it. I thought about it every day and it's back in a little box. I used to pray for times like this as well. My heart, my heart was just it grew three sizes when we heard about the button bag it just felt like old school project runaway again and i was just so happy about it christian siriano has answered my prayers thank you so much he is the only one i believe in um well this is uh is certainly i think a, a challenge that demonstrates taste level more than any other challenge because fur is such an easy fabric to look cheap and tacky and uh, immediately, no shade to Bones here, but he says he wants to make something very Game of Thrones Dothraki. Uh, like, what if a Dothraki had a million dollars? 
and more like Dothraki tacky. Oh, dear lord. Uh, oh my god. I, I did get a little worried as well. It does seem like that was the first one that you would be worried goes into the costume area as opposed to avant-garde, but Aaron Michael is a costume designer. Yes. And and the costume designer is proposed it, yes. But also it turns out Bones and Aaron just had uh, a lot of other issues outside of it being a costume. So this wasn't even the top three of areas of concern for them. Can I, I ask, when did they originally fight? So I don't remember that at all. Yeah, my, my theory, Nicole, is that that like two second snippet we see is from the very first episode because I looked at it and you can see Prajay in it. Uh, but I, my theory is it's from the team challenge in the very first episode where Bones had disrespected Christian, like, originally. And maybe uh, they were yelling at each other for that. Memories. But we didn't see that in the episode. So it, it, it's all just a little strange in the magic of, you know, reality TV. But that uh, really led me to think that this episode, we were going to see Bones and Aaron in the bottom and, and both of them basically fighting each other to not go home. And I was really surprised that they managed to turn it around. I mean, the other two looks on the bottom were just so GD ugly, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> maybe turns out the sticks worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like literally, Anna was using a staple gun on her garment. So, like, why are we so against putting some paint sticks hidden beneath the layers? I don't understand. Speaking of sticks, can we just talk about the celery thing real quick? Why do they talk about celery every episode? Like, is it big vegetables behind this or something? Big, big farmers. Uh, big farmers? That's so good. Farm. <laughs> I don't know. They always, there's always some kitchen segment with random, like, yes, there's celery talk constantly. I think it must be like Christina's thing. Like she's got her little, you know, jailhouse brown bag. And then she's also got her celery juice that she likes to make every day or something like that. Um, and at this point, they're just making fun of her for it. But it Wait, is I'm weird. Calling it. I'm calling it now. She's going to make final four and all of those garments are going to be green. And it's going to be a thing. And when we are, when that becomes a thing, I don't know. Maybe I should like open like a clairvoyant business if that actually ends up being the case. Do it. Will be your references. I had um, I had a thought. I was star- I was really bored at work the other day, staring out the window. And there's like a psychic, you know, one of those psychic signs on the street corner. And I was like, if I think really hard about stealing the sign today, and then tomorrow I steal the sign and I call the psychic, can I set? Can I call them and be like, did you know that I was going to steal your sign? But then you should have saw it coming. <laughs> you should have seen it coming. I even thought really hard about it. Um, well, look, they go to mood. And Christian sort of makes fun of people because they're thinking about like fur coats and yada yada. Um, and nothing really eventful happens at Mood until they get in the car to travel back to set. Um, and basically, I, I really thought it was like a full car crash. A piece of scaffolding came through the car window. And everybody's okay, but Anna is the closest to the situation and they take her to the hospital. I don't know how I feel about like the way that Project Runway like sold and edited this scene. I'm curious how you guys felt because it it felt very odd to watch. It, I I feel like it was just a weird thing to put in the 
preview anyway because it makes it seem like there is a there's going to be this car accident and it, it feels like it's very dramatized with and it is probably a very traumatizing thing to go through in the moment so it just felt weird that they were advertising it as something to like oh like keep an eye out because like this big thing is going to happen this season when it actually didn't do too much to the episode in general so it just felt a little odd but I um like I can imagine Anna was shooken up by this and everyone was shooken up by this but particularly Anna and she had to go to the hospital so I guess it did impact the episode in a way but it just I I am not really a fan of how it was used as like this attention grabber for this episode yeah, I totally agree. And now I have a new fear of scaffolding. There's Loki so much scaffolding in my neighborhood. And now I'm going to be making sure I'm walking in the street rather than underneath. Like, yeah, that's so a, scary. It's not a New York thing to like, like I so rarely does scaffolding like puncture car windows. Like if anybody is watching this who doesn't live in New York City, I like I can't ever say that I've seen this happen before. So sounds illegal. There was probably some sort of violation there that no one was paying attention to. Basically, it sounds like someone needs to call OSHA. Christian brings them back. They're back on set. He says, "You guys can take the day off, but you're only going to have one day for this challenge." And I think that's fucked up. And now we're going to talk about it, guys. How fucked up is it that they would say, okay, you got into a car accident, that's pretty sad, uh, but just to keep us on schedule, you're only getting one day for this enormously expansive outfit. See, I love Billy Porter as much as the next person, but if we really needed him to be the guest judge, I don't know why we couldn't just push it back even a couple of hours. It just felt so unfair to they start planning something so extravagant that might take two days and then they say nope not for that and also like they're probably all a little traumatized by that situation like there was glass everywhere they didn't know if it was okay I would be panicking I'd still need like the afternoon for my heart rate to calm down but also like that's not cool that they are completely stripped of the time sure it brings drama and this is a reality tv show but imagine if they had two days what they could do and I'm sure Billy Porter could have sucked it up and they could have figured it out yeah, that was pretty messed up. The fact that they had they, the challenge is shortened because of something that none of the contestants have control of. And I get production also doesn't have control of a scaffolding incident, but like, come on now, you have one, one of your designers was in the hospital for this. And luckily she was not hurt. There was, you know, she was able to just go right back into the competition and that was that with it but like you yes you should give them the day off because that's a big disadvantage to Anna anyway but it's like really really project runway you don't have any type of insurance policy so that you know like any type of like all right we need to book this guest judge for this day specifically or like for like these like two day blocks in case something happens like come on now like this was I feel like it really was not fair to the designers that this is what happens. And I get that there are, there are two of them. So it's a little different than if it was a one person challenge, but still, I, I don't like how it was handled. I don't like how the car accident was used as an attention grabber anyway. So just the fact that it, that it was to their detriment in the end also was just not fun. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like 
especially like car accidents are a very scary thing and, and you never know if somebody is actually significantly hurt from it like concussions are real and yeah. things can pop up that don't pop up immediately and so it's pretty scary so i'm i'm glad they got the day off and they didn't make them go work but i am sad that they couldn't therefore find an extra bit of time to give these designers some space to breathe and like decompress um or also give them the time to re like recuperate the time that they've lost to me it it felt like oh this is this is the part of tv where you can see that people are really sort of just getting shafted in order to make things happen and, and it it bums me out but i'm so glad that anna is okay because that was really what i was worried about like if anna was gone damn that would have been like so devastating yeah definitely so we are back in the workroom day two of two very rudely um and everybody's working on their garments so praje and chastity uh spent a lot of money on paint and praje is painting the hell out of his bottom half of the garment chastity is working with her pink rabbit fur coral and zayden are working a fur coat and they've decided to work into a cage design hinting at their experiences as minorities in America. I really loved this segment from both Zayden and Coral. They both have amazing story arcs this episode, and it just reminds me how much I, I really like them as designers. Thank God we're getting more Coral, because she's, what a sweetheart she is. Well, don't forget that at the end of the episode, they're getting praised for this look. And they say, oh, where did you get this caged idea from? They need to put some respect on Christian Siriano's name. Christian was like, there's something missing here. There's something that you could really step out of the box for. And of course, they don't even mention that it was Christian's idea. I mean, it's great. And I see the theme. It's something that's a little bit more. I saw that, the, the cage theme, more than I saw the pillars of strength or whatever um, Chastity and Zayden were trying to do. But yeah, I felt a little bit like that's not the truth. Yeah, it was, I don't know if they're like how, if they say like, if that was edited out at some point or if they're just like, we want to like focus on what the designers do and like keep Christian segments separate from that. But still, I don't, if you're going to blame Christian when things go wrong for you, Katie, that was a dig at you. But then, <laughs> you, you know, you should also, you know, like be able to hype him up because Christian has been a very good mentor to that, to all of them this year and it's great to see him um katie, i i'm oh, sorry you oh, what, was that? what christian said about katie on watch what happens live no, no. what did she say he, oh my he god he was, was like it? she should have listened to me maybe she wouldn't have went home ah. oh, go it. ahead i, I mean, just need to say that Jamie. he's correct but also yes but um who was it oh yeah i loved Zayden and Coral this episode. They both got little segments. I was tearing up when Zayden was talking with his mom about like how him and Coral oh, are both more oh. introverted. And he was just like, it, it sounded like Zayden was like making a new friend at school and like telling his mom about it. And it was so sweet. And then the fact that they were in the top two with this look would just made me so happy for them. And I also like Chastity and Praje's look. So I'm not too upset about that but then you know like i'm not upset with the results that zayden and coral didn't win but i'm like we're finally getting coral and zayda content and i'm just so happy about it i mean zayden is such a sweetheart and coral talks about 
her experience with her mother was a seamstress and she really didn't want Coral to go into fashion. And Coral has a lot to say about how she still finds fashion to be rewarding and she doesn't want her mother to think that just because she's doing the same thing that that you know her mother was really exhausted by that it, it means that she's having the same sort of struggles. Coral's quote is, fashion can be something beautiful, something that inspires. Um, and that I think is actually really my favorite part of shows like Project Runway and Top Chef where people talk about like what their art means to them and what creating it means to them because you know a lot of people want to be famous or have like pretty clothes or whatever but it's art and and they're trying to inspire people and trying to share their their experiences with uh society and with uh, the audience and i love that uh project runway is a platform for lots of different people to share their beauty and their artwork and especially we get four amazing people like coral zayden project and chastity um and good for them for being in the top this week um now on to some less fun and nice parts of this episode aaron and bones are not getting along and it's not going well um aaron apparently just made 17 flying monkeys for a wizard of oz production so he's in charge oh my god this was such a frustrating segment and as someone who has really liked aaron's work and i've really liked seeing what he puts out every week this was really sad as someone that was like I want to see more Aaron and now I've changed my mind and it's it's just sad it was very it was very clear Aaron did not want to take Bones uh opinions into consideration he was very dismissive of him and it's very similar to what we saw with Octavio and Katie a couple episodes ago where it's yeah. like the designer that has been doing relatively well has is undermining the suggestions of the player that has been in the bottom. And I can understand for a team challenge that this can be very frustrating and you want to make sure that the best look possible goes out. But the way that Aaron did it, and I would say the way that Octavio did it too in the earlier episode was very disrespectful, very dismissive. And I don't think Bones has like deserves that kind of treatment and especially when he's bringing up ideas or points of contention that are valid like he ended up being right but then the night the fight they had at night was the most frustrating part of all of this to me mm -hmm. and i'm the first person to give bones a hard time tell him that he doesn't know how to make a woman's boobies look nice in a t-shirt or whatever i'm so hard on him but he like we shouldn't have been spoken to in a way that was so patronizing. I understand that Aaron is professional in the costume making world, but it's a team challenge. It's 50, 50. And it, of course it would be easy to throw bones under the bus. Cause this is not like his thing, but being so dismissive, how do you even go anywhere from there? If you start from a place where you're not trusting and you feel like you have to be in charge, that's not fair. And that doesn't really speak to the spirit of the team challenge. Obviously, the more successful teams, we saw elements of both design styles going into the look, whereas with that look, it was just, I don't know, Dothraki tacky. The fight at night was the most uncomfortable part of it, but I'm really happy that Bones had someone like Chastity there to stick up for him because I think I think it was Anna. I'm apologizing if that's wrong. Was Anna was trying to say that. Bones shouldn't be saying bitch or anything like that. And then Chassie stuck up for him by saying that like Aaron had said it first. So he's just like fighting back with it. So I'm happy that 
Bones does have that type of support with him because that's not something always uh, um, available to Black contestants in, in most shows, but particularly in Project Runway as well. So I'm happy that there was some people sticking up for Bones who I don't think had like initial support when the fight broke out. Yeah, so just to to recap, so Aaron and Bones are, are vehemently disagreeing and Aaron basically assuming that he knows more than Bones is trying to take charge and sort of fo- force Bones to do the side work, the, you know, like the less artistic prep of it all. Um, and Aaron is insisting that he is going to make this huge collar that will stand up independently. And Bones is suggesting that he puts something like paint sticks in the collar to give it structure and to allow it to actually stand up and up. Aaron is insisting it'll work, it'll work, it'll work. He goes outside, smokes a cigarette and complains that he knows what he's doing. We're not going to stick some fucking paint sticks in it or whatever. Well, Bones is completely right in this situation. It does need structure and it does need support. Um, and we're, it's going to take a whole like 24 hours to get to that point in time where Bones is proven correct. Um, but you are right, Gia. So they have a disagreement at the end of the day. And Bones uses, uh, Bones says fuck, and Anna asks him, uh, can you please not use dirty words? And Chastity's right there to say, Aaron already said bitch, so don't give me that. Um, And really, Bones even points it out in the episode, and this is what it highlights, is that people are so quick to say that black men are being aggressive and are being way too intense in a discussion where I would argue Aaron is in another level of just like being a complaining person and Bones is sticking up for himself, but the ire is directed towards Bones and he's immediately calls this out uh, and calls Anna out on it. And whether or not Anna intends to be disrespectful, she is disrespectful to Bones in this moment. And I'm glad that Bones and Chastity and are there to really take no bullshit, not let it happen. Um, and as Bone says, let tomorrow be good, which is a great petty comeback to everything that's happening. Um, let it be good. And tomorrow, let it be good. But really, Aaron, I think, has a lot to apologize for in this moment. And to me, he put an apology on Instagram, but it really is all about how Bones accepts it, because I don't think that this is just as smoothed over as the episode might make it seem, right? And we even see that in the morning when they wake back up from all the disagreement and Aaron wants to ask Bone about a hairdryer and Bone's like, that's not the first thing you should ask me. That editing was so good that they brought that in there. And also we have to mention that the night before they were fighting at like the cast party, like Aaron came in with negative vibes. There's nothing worse than someone who gets really angry when they're drinking everyone's chilling out trying to relax after being in a traumatizing event such as a car accident and he's like f this f that and it's just really yeah that's where the double standard is i think aaron was using a dirty word or two back then but i'm sure that when you're in a pressure cooker situation that um that shit happens and i hope that him and bones are able to move on from that yeah but it's unfortunate this is like the at least the third time this season that we have seen a black contestant get the ire of uh, a white contestant or uh, with Anna's case, like been in a non-Black contestant's grief, based on their gripes for them defending themselves. Because we saw in the very first episode where Christina was mad that Chastity 
used a sewing machine when she wanted to use the same sewing machine. We saw the episode two where Meg was initially a very condescend or very um what's the word patronizing, patronizing yeah. to yeah patronizing to project and then uh took out all of her anger on how she thought assumed she would look on Kenneth who is an Asian contestant and project stuck up for both of them in that instance and then now we have this episode happening again so this is the third time this has happened in that season in this season where drama was directed at at least uh, one black contestant for each instance, but then also in one case, it was an Asian contestant as well. I really feel like the moment that disappointed me the most was when Aaron got all huffy and was like, oh, here it is, white privilege, and he walked away because that to me is so reductive and, and ignoring what Bones is actually trying to say, which is all true everything bones says we see happen in this episode aaron doesn't listen to bones doesn't respect him and won't let him have creative input and i can understand to an extent not liking what bones has put on the runway before right aaron needs to really check himself and i hope that they put it past them but i think again this episode really kind of glosses over it after this argument and in the morning and I, I'm curious to see what Bones have to say. Bones has to say maybe when the season's all over, when all the NDAs expire. I would love to know more about what Bones thought about this situation. On a happier note, we did get another um, chastity and Christian segment, which makes <laughs> my heart so happy. So the I am wrong. I guess spoiler. I'm wrong that Christian will use his save on chastity, but. I continue to love them as a pair, and I hope Project Runway continues to fuel my need to see them in little interactions together, because they are so funny. So just a couple other things before we get to the runway. Um, Octavio and Anna are not really happy with their look, and they've started stapling their garment together. do you do you guys think you should be allowed to staple something and put it on the runway for Project Runway? I'm sorry. What do we think this is? Arts and crafts? What do we think this is? The second grade? No, unacceptable. Oh, I miss when they had the judges go up to the outfits and like be able to point out the staples and everything. Oh, I miss that. That would have just put the cherry on top of this episode. But I mean, I get that it's because it's the faux fur challenge that they might have to go into other measures, but it does nothing to really save their look. And, you know, the alternative, I don't even know what the alternative would be if they didn't staple it, but I don't know, it was not, not great, not a great week for either of them. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Guys, it's time to hit the runway. And we've only got five looks to talk about, nice and simple. I can't believe we're only at 10 designers still. Feels like these episodes have been taking forever to eliminate people. They really have. Well, first up on the runway is the winning look, Chastity and Praje's gown worn by Mimi. I mean, Mimi is the good luck charm this season, huh? Mimi, their model, is so good at delivering the goods. This is a pink rabbit fur dress with a splatter paint skirt and then almost like a 
a circle of cones. It's kind of like Keeney's umbrella dress, if anybody remembers that from seasons ago. Um, but it is a beautiful piece. I have a hot take, but I'll save it for a little bit. Folks, what do we think of this winning look? I love it. I think they understood the assignment. Um, I was a little worried about the pink fur, but I think it actually worked out very well for them. And I'm glad they took Christian's advice about um, making the, I'm going to just call them the cones, the cone part go of the fur go down further so that it looks more complementary to the outfit. But I think I can see chastity in it. I can see Paget in it. And the sweater paint, I thought, looked really cool. So this was just a very fun look. And I liked seeing both Project and Chastity's arc throughout the episode. Uh, they weren't sure how their aesthetics were going to collaborate, but they both trusted each other to do something good, like put, put together a good product. And they were able to edit their look based on their critiques. And it came out with this very lovely look. So I think it was a really great episode for Project and particularly Chastity. So I'm happy that this was the winning look. If I had to wear any outfit to the furry convention, I'd wear this. <laughs> I love the pink fur. I love the shapes. Of course, we have questions and I brought it up before of, is this truly avant-garde? Is it doing anything we haven't seen before? The first thing I thought when I saw this dress was, this is the umbrella dress, but make it pink and paint. But because the aesthetics were meshed so well, because this is so clearly a collaboration between Prajay and Chastity, um, and of course Mimi served, the, um, unfortunately the makeup wasn't serving, but the rest mm. of the outfit was serving. I think it was very well executed and um, I would feel really sexy if I wore this. I mean, splatter paint was pretty big in like 2012, 2013. So it's giving me that vibe, but knowing Project's background, I'll, I'll let it slide. My one tweak of this garment is I would have had the skirt's base be a different color. I don't know what different color, but there's something that's off to me about it being almost like a, it almost looks like like rubber mats that you have like at the, you know, the base of your car. And I don't think the color fully works for me. So I'm very glad that Chastity won this episode. But my hot take is that I actually think that there, uh, there's a look that should have won this episode and it's not this one. But I'm so glad that Chastity won, so I don't care. I'll take it. This isn't a robbery. This is a, 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 a choosing of my favorite, so I don't care. Um, well, up next, it's Coral and Zayden with a red, beautiful fur coat, but lots of straps and it's fashion and the caged headpiece, which good timing because Elaine Welteroth is also wearing a headpiece and Billy Porter did not get the memo and he's very upset. But this is a true collaboration between Coral and Zayden. Nicole, what do you think? We'll get to the outfit after I roll my eyes at Elaine real quick. Elaine really think she's such a girl's girl and by girl's girl I mean on the side of the designers when she is so annoying I don't know every time she talks I like want to like rip my eyes out I don't know why that just this episode it was really giving me like why do you think you're such like the BFF of designers I don't know but this outfit's amazing I stand love the cage love the belts love the macrame of course this is a great combination of the two um aesthetics of Coral and Mr. Zayden um, 
love the little layers um, of the dress. The colors are very coral. Oh my gosh, red and black, groundbreaking. Um, and the, the fur is definitely very unique. It's not a leopard print dress, that's for sure. And the shoes, wait, those shoes, what a great, what a great styling choice, wow. This was like the perfect marriage between Zayden and Coral. I, I think it was similar to how I feel about Chastity and Project's look. I really like their arc throughout the, um, throughout the episode. This was probably the best partner that Coral and Zayden could have asked for each other. So I'm very happy that we got to see both of them more, but also in a very positive light in this episode. So it was just very nice to see. And I can, you know, I can see Coral's macrame, like they said in the episode, I can see Zayden's straps in there and all of the other like trimmings and stuff. So this is very much like them. And it worked very well. I did like, I, I liked the red. I'm happy they went with a red fur here. So I was just so excited about this. This worked really well. And I was just so happy for both of them. I would not have been sad if they had won over Chastity and Project either. I think any of those four could have won and I would have been delighted. Yes. So I think basically it was kind of like a top three where like Bones and Aaron weren't disliked, but uh, they didn't just do as well as these other two. And I also think, I would have to say, I think part of it is that they didn't choose the animal print fur. Like Nicole, you mentioned earlier, I think choosing a fur that has more of a semblance to real fabric um, or, or a different fabric and not just seem like, you know, cheetah print, whatever, really improves their chances of winning this episode. Absolutely. It's so much more unique than the fur coat, which has been done a thousand times. I see it every time I walk down the street. God willing, it's faux fur. But yeah, it's definitely more creative than a lot of things that you think of when you think of fur at first. Fur at first. Wow. Walk into the room fur first. Well, it is time for... It's a straight jacket meets a vagina meets a gravity blanket meets uh, your grandmother's coat that she bought on Saks in 1920. It is whatever the hell Christina and Chantal have made this week. I knew the moment that Christian went up to Christina and was like, you don't want to change anything about this, that they were absolutely fucked. Um, and the designers are having a hearty laugh in confessionals about how uh, vaginal this look is. Folks, what a what a piece of art we have this week, huh? Georgia O'Keefe would be so proud of this outfit. <laughs> oh my God, Christina was insufferable this episode. Like I was never a big fan of her, but I really didn't like it this episode. Like she did not, not listen to critique at all. This is a very vaginal look. And listen, I, you know, appreciate, appreciate uh, womenly forms, but however, this is just not it. I don't get, you know, like, I don't understand why they did that. And I feel so bad that Chantal was the one that had to suffer for Christina's choices in this. And like when Christian is talking about how Christina has immunity and Christina is like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, but yes, it does. Cause if you, if your design is the worst, then your uh, partner is the one going home for your decision. And it was so frustrating to see. She was talking about how she went to this very prestigious design school um, back 
back in the day. And it's just, I knew this was, this was just going to make me roll my eyes the entire time. And I'm very happy Chantal got saved. I think this is the exact reason why they have the Siriano save for instances like this. But, oh, it was so frustrating to watch. And this, it looks like a sack of potatoes, like when I'm looking at the jacket right now. And then, like, it just opens up and it's even worse. So it was so upsetting. God, Chantal got so unlucky this episode. And of course we can say that the quilting of the jacket is one of like the biggest problems with the outfit, but so is the giant quilted dress underneath the giant fur coat. Like is Avant-Car just making somebody look like the Grimace, but in different colors? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't, I actually don't hate the quilting of the coat that was really anything else. Yeah, I, I really don't hate the, the quilting of the coat. It's the dress. It's the quilted dress that I don't understand. I think, I think honestly, I blame the judges because they let Christina get away with whatever the hell she wanted to do for so long that she could she thought she could just put any ugly thing out on the runway and it would be top three. So I blame the judges for this one because this this was so upsetting. Good. And you should say it. I am. I will. Brandon's lucky he wasn't here this week because I would blame him too. I did. Side note, I love Billy Porter as a guest judge. I hope that happens again in the future. I They, they were introducing Billy Porter and they said he has an Emmy and a Grammy. And I was like, damn, if Billy Porter gets a freaking EGOT, it's going to be the best like year ever. Like I... Whenever Billy Porter gets that Oscar-winning movie, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, excited. Yes. Well, here's what I have to say about this look. And in general, I think Immunity should be over by now. I I feel like Immunity is good for the early days where you have enough designers where there's some leeway, where you know you might screw over a partner, but more realistically, it might just save you from being eliminated. And to me. Immunity should be done by around this time because it's not beneficial to keep somebody in the game, even though Christina, I'm sure, is a good designer who really fucks up. Like, this to me is such a miscalculation of taste. And I actually hate the jacket too. I think it's because it's like a leopard print. If it was like one fur and then maybe another fur, I could be more forgiving. But the fact that it's got like a weird pattern for, I don't know, I just hate the whole thing. And I think it's because it's so bulky. And it's not even like, at least Octavio knows how to do bulky but cool. This is just like, this is like you put the whole pile of laundry on you after it came out of the dryer. It really is. It's, yeah, it's giving down comforter. It's giving me carrying all of my laundry because I forgot my laundry basket from the basement of my college dorm to the top floor. Um, well, up next, we have Octavio and Anna's look. I think this is kind of like the Dothraki look that Bones was going for. This look is fucking deranged in a lot of ways. And I was actually more surprised that, like, they weren't up for elimination. The only thing I actually really like about this look is the sleeves or, like, the the arm sleeves. Because they're not really, they don't connect. They're just, like, they're very big gloves, I guess, in a way. I can't even tell what print this is. I'm, I'm, this is... This is not good content for me, but it's it's mixed in with some like leathery black fabric, and overall, it's it's giving pebbles and bam bam chic. It's like if the Lion King on Broadway did like a community theater production for with no budget, and they just threw everything together. Like at 
why? Why? How is this from two of the top designers of like the whole competition? I just, I do not know how it does. It looks cavemen like the way that they designed everything. And it was the sleeves could have had something there, but it just, it looks like a mess. And the styling, I like, what did they do to this woman's hair with this tie? Oh, they owe her, they owe this woman a written apology. I want like, I want them on every social media handle they possibly have. Like, what did they do to this woman? I'm so upset for her. Oh my God. It's like Wilma Flintstone. But like, if she was like a dominatrix, like, I don't know. There's just so much about this outfit that I don't like. And also, you know, like when you see people and they have a lot of like rubber bands around their arms and they look like all bulgy. Yeah. This person looks bulgy. Like, I would not feel like, okay, avant-garde, if we're saying that avant-garde is cool shapes or whatever, this is, like, a cool shape in a way that's very unflattering, and it's it's not the vibe. Mm-mm. Yeah, and not. the styling is bad. It's the, it is, she does have the Wilma Flintstone bun, though, which is kind of I know, star. but not even, like, a styled bun on top. It looks like, like, when... I am working from home for the day and I'm not on any Zoom calls. I will just throw my hair up into like a very lazy bun on top. So I don't have to worry about it for the full day. This looks like that. Like she got nothing to do today. She does not have to see anybody. She's just throwing her hair up. So it's out of her face. Very familiar with that. I kind of agree. (laughs) The lazy bun look and she deserves better than this. This reminds me of um, the the drag race challenge where they had to go like prehistoric chic like that's what this really feels like to me and i don't love it at the very least they're like they didn't just stick their um their model in just a huge pink quilt and call it a day so i understand why this isn't the losing losing look this is where i think uh, octavio's aesthetic really sometimes gets the better of him And I hope that he can try and do something outside of the absurdist oversized because I would like to see it. I would like to see him do something a little more pared back. Well, up last, we have Aaron and Bones' look. Now, this is a coyote fur. It is a huge collar, huge sleeves, almost like a coat over a beautiful white dress. And then I guess like a leather semi-corset in the middle to cinch it all together. I have to say, once the judges took the necklace off this look, I really liked it. And I thought that it was a wonderful uh, outfit, although very sort of negative circumstances around how it gets here. But the pain sticks were right, Bones was right, and good for Bones. Guys, what do we think? It certainly is dramatic. It's very dramatic. I think that, um, I just don't understand why Aaron couldn't have done, he could be in charge of the fur and uh bones could be in charge of the dress because i the dress is good i just feel like if i don't know there's just something that is lost here that i can't put my finger on and it did look better without the uh, necklace like the styling here is bad yeah it veers a little costumey but uh maybe if they put a little bit more attention on the dress we wouldn't be in that place yeah i'm definitely happy they took the necklace off um I, I almost thought for a second before like it became clear that this was kind of like the third place look that um, I almost thought that they were going to have this be the winning design and they were going to give the win to Bones, which would have just been hilarious to me. But that is not what happened. And 
Um, I do think, you know, it was a good, um, I can understand why this was in the top, especially once the necklace is gone. I'm not a huge fan of the sleeves, just like looking at it, fit, like face forward with it. It just doesn't feel very attractive looking or even like avant-garde, like appealing looking. They just look very bulky and misshapen. So I don't, I don't even know how they could like better that for, if for me, but that I just wasn't a huge fan of that piece of it. Um, but it's fine. I like the corset a lot. The corset's really pretty. And I think it, 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 under, it is, uh, it fits the challenge requirements. So, uh, I definitely don't think this should have been a bottom look, but, uh, I like the other two of the top designs better. This almost feels like it could have fit into the Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski episode in a weird way. Just like mountain woman chic. It just, it. I think the idea of avant-garde, it, it, the problem is like, this is expected with fur, right? Like a very beautiful wintry sort of uh, use the fur for warmth aesthetic. And the other two just did fur in a better way with more innovation. And um, I, I really think that good for them for executing something so big. Uh, this definitely has the most volume and the most success with that volume. It's not gonna be the winner for sure. Um, my hot take is that I think that actually Zayden and Coral's look is my favorite, and and I kind of wish it would have won. I, there's just something about that the skirt part to me that is disappointing in Chastity and Praje's look, but I'll keep my opinions to myself, I guess. We are a Chastity stand podcast. Don't forget about it. I would not have been upset if we got the winner from Zayden or Coral either, so I would not have been upset if that had been the results instead, but Chastity is our first two-time winner of the season, so I don't care anymore. I'm happy. This was, this was a big day for me. I was very proud. Uh, this was, I can see why she's Christian's favorite. Christian recognizes excellence, as do the judges, so things are looking great in, in my world. And I will say, the one nice thing about this episode is that Chantal gets the Siriano save used on her. And here's my big gripe. Uh, why the fuck is Christina, like, I, I feel like we should have gotten more confessionals of Christina being like, I'm so sorry. She's, you know, she's obviously crying in the, in the finale, but like, I feel like Christina really did not recognize the, the power she had to like potentially just send Chantal home. And that's what really sort of disappoints me about Christina. Um, aside from me not really liking anything she's put on the runway very much. Um, so, Christina, I hope you go home next. No offense. That's just that's just my Ooh, boot order. Fighting words from Naomi. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, you know, first she's bitching at Chastity in the first episode, and now she's almost sending Chantal home. Like, Christina, you, you're, you're just on my shit list at this point, and I'm sorry. Wow, I love a vendetta. That's so fun for us. <laughs> I... I've been wanting Christina to go home since the first episode and I'm don't like her clothes enough for my opinion to change at all. But like with this, I think we probably will get some type of confessional addressing this in the next episode since this all happened at the end anyway. But Chantal was far too nice and understanding about her potentially going home for something that was not her fault. And Christina, I think, just thinks way too highly of herself, though, yeah. to think, think about this that deeply. And I do hope she goes home next. I think 
I have a couple people in my list that'll probably go home before her. The thing that does frustrate me about this challenge is that even though we had a lot of the top designers, the designers that happen in the top a lot more in the bottom, I don't think this is going to be something that the judges think too very deeply. I think we're still going to get a lot of instances where Octavio's in the top for doing like the same things every episode. I think Christina will probably be in the top too many times. So I'm annoyed at the idea that we will probably be going back to the status quo after this. But, you know, this is it is what it is. I'm happy that Chantal did not go. And I think this was the perfect time to use the Seriano save, even though my heart was like, Christian, that is for when chastity needs it. So, you know, I am happy that Chantal still gets to stay, though. I have hope in this house. I think that chastity doesn't need the Siriano save. I think I know, but I just want him to have it just in case she does need it. I'm like, can you make a second one just in case? Like one specifically because you have a favorite designer and you want her to do well. So in my opinion, I think Octavio is next out. I think he's overstayed his welcome. He's gone a little too lucky here. I think because the aesthetic of the outfit this week was so warped by those little bunions that he created on the sleeves made of fur that if he screws up even a little bit, there's an excuse to cut him. So I'm manifesting that we don't have to lose a good girlfriend next week and that we continue on with our faves. Manifesting it. Because we all know that I'm a clairvoyant. Correct. Oh, I can't wait to see if this is right and if you can uh, start your psychic business soon. But that means Christina's going to be there because she's going to be doing celery chic. There are a couple people here that I think just based on who they are will probably make it close to the end or near the end. So I'm not, I've kind of accepted what that we're stuck with Christina for a while. I hear, okay, here's my big gripe. Christian did not sell it. He, he just came in and was like, you're not going anywhere. But he didn't give, like, you know, like, I love I love the, the drama that Tim Gunn used to give it of, like, you're such a talented designer. We're so sad to see you go. You're so incredible. You're so worthy of being here. And that's why you're not going anywhere. Like, I, I really wanted the, the, the pomp and circumstance of the save. And Christian really undercut it. So I was a little bummed out about that. Chantal surviving, to me, is at least a benefit. But, yeah we're all just going to hold hands and pray that Chassie does not need a Siriano save that no longer exists. Um, and it, like Project Runway is reading my mind, next week's challenge is comfy chic. I was just thinking about getting a matching sweatsuit the other day just to really blend in with the Gen Z and try and seem like I'm cool. Um, Nicole, should I go forward with that purchase? Do you have a big black puffer coat even? Are you I from do. New York even? Okay. I am from New York even. Well, that was, I'm probably just projecting because Octavio is almost a thousand percent just going to make a big black puffer coat next week. Put my money on it. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Uh, I'm interested to see how comfy she comes into play because I think that we could have another, maybe Octavio does go soon because I feel like this is not a challenge he would be naturally attuned to. I, I'm predicting at least like three pairs of harem pants, like minimum. Yes. Well, that is Project Runway episode seven. I just have to say that this has been so fun to podcast with you guys each and every week. 
We will be back to talk about episode eight next week. Thank you guys for joining me. Gia, what should people check out if they want to get to know you and your stylish self more? Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter for at Classically Gia. This is where I do all of my reality TV shenanigans, all my random thoughts and uh, goings ons in my mind. Um, and also just another reminder to follow the Survivor Diversity campaign page. If you happen to watch uh, the TV show Survivor, you will not regret it. Nicole, where can people find you? It is my turn. People can follow me anywhere besides my home address at behind the secret that is not my home address don't be don't be alarmed i don't know why i always make that joke whenever anyone asks me about my plugs but i'm behind the secret i'm probably tweeting about something that annoyed me and i'm sure you can take some solace in the fact that i love to complain so see you there uh i also love to complain well I just want to say that you can check out Mike White was robbed. You can check out uh, anything else that silent podcast is doing. Um, And most importantly, you can keep watching project runway along with us and tweet at us. We are always here to read your opinions. We are just a, a funnel for your opinions to make it on air. Good night. Good luck. One day you're in and the next day you're also staying inside because we should stay inside for quarantine. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide.